Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello there. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host, who needs a haircut, actually. Uh, a lot of people tweeting in and emailing to when you get your haircut next week. Want to make a note of it. It'll be sometime next week. Anyway, we'll move on, shall we? Because we've got a humdinger of a podcast coming up. And it begins with Jamie O'Hara talking West Ham with Jim and Natalie and proving, more importantly, you should never go on air when you've had 10 pints of lager. This might be a bold shout. Why don't they give Rio Ferdinand the job? Oh, my goodness, that's left field. At West Ham. Rio Ferdinand, Joe Cole. Um, well, there's somebody with that. I tell you what, I listened mm. to Joe yeah, at the weekend. I thought he was brilliant. Played with Joe in a Sunday league game. So he's still unbelievable. Probably probably still do a job <laughs> for really? West Ham. Yeah. He's still got it. Ferdinand and Cole for West Ham. Ferdinand, Joe Cole. Wow. Get some West Ham boys West in Ham there. West Ham fans probably would love it, wouldn't they? Yeah, and, and they know what they're doing. You know, there's all this stuff. Oh, you can't have the uh, the, the the old boys back at the club. But the, the, these boys, especially the you, the new young ones, they know what they're doing. Mm. They know what it's about. Rio Ferdinand has been there, done it at the highest level. Why not give him a job like that? Well, it's worked out all right for Lampard. It's exactly. working all right for Gerrard. I'm telling you, Rangers. It ha- the new, the modern day manager. They they can handle it. Well, there you go. A lot of people said over the weekend, Pellegrini out. Well, if he is out, Jamie's just come up with an alternative for you. Yeah. What about Rio Ferdinand and Joe Cole as the next managerial partnership at West Ham? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jamie O'Hara with an interesting view that uh, Rio Ferdinand should be in charge of West Ham. On now to the former England manager. I say former. I mean, it was one guy. Can you class that as former? I mean, it's almost like a competition winner. There you go. Sat, no, I can't say that about Big Sam. We love old Breadhead. Not my words. The words of uh, Matthew Etherington, former player. Used to call him Breadhead. Anyway, I think Matthew told me that in confidence. But it's out there now. Anyway, this is uh, Breadhead talking about silver on the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. I don't know whether it's David or Marco. Let's find out, shall we? They started slowly against Norwich on Saturday. The first half was very poor, and that sort of set the tone to a certain extent. But he's definitely got a, a tune out of them after half time, and and the word is that the, the players get on uh, pretty well with him. So uh, I don't think this. I don't think it's there's... not about the players getting on well with him, Beaky. For goodness' sake, what are you well, talking about? Well, I'm talking it's about, about the fa- respect. It's not about whether you get on well with him, manager. Well, or not. It's a, so it's... respect you. It's your looking for. It's your your desire and organisation where you. 
you you earn the respect of the players, and when the players respect you, they go out and play. They can't. They might like him, but they're not playing for no, him. No, well, you minute, know what I'm they? saying. I mean, they're I'm not, not playing for him, are they? I'm not. I'm not suggesting that for one minute that you know that the, the two things are uh, disparate. You know, what I'm saying is that the players don't dislike him. In other words, they're going to play for him, um, but at the same time, he's not getting a tune out of them by and large, and 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 that's the problem. It's as simple as that. And and you know what the crowd are like at Goodison Park. You know, they're very quickly on the team's back if things aren't going. Well, yeah, it's, they're it's right. Bit, yeah, something you have to deal with as a player. I mean, not as, yeah. I mean, you're talking about as a manager when mm-hmm. you're saying if, if, if you I mean, it's, it's a little like Newcastle and uh, a little like West Ham that I've managed mm-hmm. all those clubs. That the players have to be very strong mentally to to cope with sometimes playing at home when the fans show their disapproval. Not yeah. that, not that mm-hmm. I'm against that so uh, Bicky, at all, but that's we, one of those things. Mickey, mm-hmm. what, uh, what's the feeling you get then at Goodison? We know you're from the other half. Um, do you think that... <laughs> you always the, say that. Do you is think, he a red? Do you think... You oh, always Bicky, say oh, that. Is Bicky, you always say that. Yes, yes, yes. Bicky, do you feel that the Everton fans, if it was David back, they'd endorse that, they'd love it? I think that they're split. To be frank with you, I think really? that yeah, I do I think that you know the people look back at well, David. What other foreigner yeah. would they want, Beaky? Come on, tell me what <laughs> oh, other foreigner? Oh, on, what all these you're clubs on your want hobby a foreigner? Horse again, I am again. Sam. Yeah, yeah. Go and get Chris Wilder. Well, he's they, the man. Well, he's done an absolutely fantastic job. And you look around the Premier Sean League. Sean Dyche, he's another man. Yeah, Eddie Yao, right. he's another man. Go you're, and get them. You're, you're right, indeed. But but at the same time, uh, would any Eddie Howe want to move? You, you just mentioned. Seven. Just before. It's Everton, uh, is, is it's money, ever- there's money to spend. How often do you get the the one big gri- gri- gripe I've got was not spe- not getting the money to spend to spend all the money they've spent again over a hundred million again this season. That's net, by the way, hundred million and, and another hundred and fifty million this season before, and they're still languishing at the bottom. Well, I mean, it, it, to have that money available when you're at a football club is like a mm. it's something you we all wish for and very well. Certainly, but, I've never had it, but you know. It, and that was one of my big disappointments when I when I left Everton. But you you mentioned it before with regard to the players. Which players would want to play at Everton? Now the same applies to managers. Would Eddie Howe want to leave Bournemouth, where he's got a, a very happy situation by all accounts with with the board and the club? Would Chris Wilder, a Sheffield United supporter, want to leave where he is now to put himself under pressure at Everton? That's yes. the other aspect. If you've got ambition, yes. Well, there you go. If you have ambition, you've got to take up an. Uh, the prospect Everton money new stadium big job lot to sort out lot a lot, lot to sort out but a big big job you, you, I don't think you could t- turn down an Everton if they came in for Sam let me ask you stay there Bicky don't okay. go away yet please okay. um, Sam j- with them games coming up I know this is uh, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to say I wouldn't I would but, but it's not your responsibility if you take over I'll, no, you no, try but, and get but if you, you get some results up, would that put some people oh, off taking put, on well it would be very difficult it's, a, it's, a, it's one that you look at and go it's going to be tough in the beginning but I'm going to have to see me, me see myself through it and the fans will be a little more forgiving for you just coming in and having to experience those fixtures than mm. they will Obviously, Marco Silva at the moment, but once you got through that, you 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 got to dig deep as a manager when you go in, and you got to sort the place out. And yeah. if you if you're allowed to sort it out, and you, you you're good at what you do, and most of the managers they've ch- chosen, a, you know, have a big job on their hands when they get into it. And even Moisey will find that it's completely different from when he left. You Everton. think Moisey will get that job? I think Moisey'd love that job. Yeah. And from there, we can go to one of my favourite shows on TalkSport, Hawksby and Jacobs. Oh, how I love this show. I'll be listening to this bit actually now because I'm a big fan. Oh, hold on. Paul Hawksby was off and Max Rushton was in his place. Oh, fast forward. 
Is it broadcastable? It is. Okay, that's, no, no, that's very it. Thankful. I just I was staying in a hotel yeah. in Eastbourne, I think it was. Yes, of course. And um, Brian Dean was staying in the hotel. Okay. And uh, I, I was in the jacuzzi, mm-hmm. and then in strode Brian. Excellent. To yes. share the jacuzzi okay. with me. And how many, was it just the two of you? Just the two of us, That's yeah. enough for it. That's okay for a jacuzzi. You don't want to be... You, <laughs> when there are four in there, you can't squeeze in. You can't be... You can't... I think Brian was looking at me, hoping I'd showered before I got in the had jacuzzi. You, had you? I had, yeah. Okay, excellent. I was clean. Did, was there any small talk? Was there any Jacobs Dean small talk in the jacuzzi? I think there was a little bit of red hot soccer chat. Good. And did uh, who leant over to press the button for the bubbles? <laughs> I don't remember that. And the, did you go for one? The, did you go for one wash or two? Did you stay in, there, in for two? I was in there for some time with it. You can't stay mm. in for too long. It's not good for you. I was thinking also. Yes, I'm moving on from my jacuzzi. Okay, well, no, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'd like you to repeat <laughs> you it on much. a weekly basis. <laughs> I won't. I, why did the Sheffield United fans sing John Denver's Annie Annie song before the start? Did John used to go to Bramall Lane? Oh uh, yeah. Country, yes. That's where Country Road finishes, isn't it? Take me home, Country Road, <laughs> Bramall Lane. Lane. There'll be <laughs> a reason, and, and I'm sure the Sheffield United fans who are listening this afternoon will let us know. John Denver is the godfather to uh, Alan Cork's my... boy, Jack. Jack Cork. John Denver is... <laughs> Your face. You thought about it for a second. <laughs> I did. Jack Cork's godfather is John <laughs> Denver. It can't be. <laughs> Why not? Just seems highly unlikely. Here we go. Neil <laughs> says, I just once shared a jacuzzi with Juninho at the Tall Trees Hotel in oh, Yarm right. when he played for Borough. Come on then, let's build a football team of Was he singing one of John Denver's <laughs> best? <laughs> We've got That's my karaoke song of choice. Is it? Song, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want to give us a burst now? No, nah, I think not. Footballers <laughs> you've shared a jacuzzi with, we'll build a team. We've got Brian Dean and Juninho up front. Maybe it's only attacking players. I think, I actually think Juninho and Brian Dean would work quite well together. They would. They'd but, be I mean, you wouldn't big want man, ju- little man. Juninho on the last man would you want him more in the 10 so there's space yeah. for a, yeah, if well, anyone's yeah, playing behind him if anyone's shared a, a jacuzzi with it you know a sort of tony cotty gary lineker <laughs> style that would be good uh, ben says uh, if a, ben the spurs fan if i had a pound every time i'd heard the trevor nelson microphone story i'd be in a, <laughs> I'd be in a hammock in the caribbean <laughs> sipping, sipping a cocktail uh, me too that'd be nice um uh, there was also a great moment on the i, I collect these i've got a collection of, of little video clips at home uh, of David Luiz running into the box 10 yards behind the bloke that's just putting it in the net. It's fantastic. He's always there. He's always like, he's just, he's just off the... It's brilliant. It's the DVD to come. <laughs> yeah. Luiz arriving late in the box as his side can see the goal. To kind I... of reverse Martin Peters, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Do quite good. And there you go, Andy Jacobs with some kind of competition winner who's balding and going grey. And there is just... Anyway... We'll move on before it gets personal. Simon Jordan now on Pressbox with Danny Kelly, Tony Evans and Sean Custers. Oh, imagine a game of kiss, snog and marry. Who would you... Well, I'd probably... Um, I'd, oh, wow, this is tougher than I imagined. I'd probably marry Danny Kelly. I think he'd be quite nice to come home to. I, I feel Danny would cook quite a nice apple pie for me. Oh, make nice pie. That would be quite nice. I'd probably kiss Tony Evans. Just a little... Because he'd go like, Hey, what are you doing kissing me? And then Sean Custis will get a big old fat juicy snog from the Goldstein. Anyway, I've no idea if that was in my mind or you heard it, but either way, this is them on the press box. Unai Emery, this guy 
can't communicate properly as far as people are concerned. He can't speak English as far as some people are concerned. We've had this discussion just because Bielsa's a brilliant coach and he uses the translator. I suspect there's probably issues with his communication. It's to do with the culture of this football club. The fans embody it at times. I've never seen a more toxic football club at times than Arsenal. The manner in which those fans, every time we do a showdown and Arsenal don't play the way these fans think they should, this, keep, this switchboard like is like a box. pinball machine yeah. out of Tommy. It yeah. just lights up and I've never seen a more destructive environment. Clubs although, although, the, sometimes. although something is happening, you know, has happened in our, in our football culture because, um, you know, um, Tony, we've heard, we'll get on to it, but the booing and, and, and the, the Everton fans singing, you're getting sacked in the morning to their own manager... I mean that is this is the new world we inhabit, isn't it? Because that just simply would not have happened even ten years ago. Yeah, it's got way more toxic, and you know I think the echo chamber of social media hasn't helped, where people say ever increasingly outrageous things. So you know, and that that filters down into the the, the stadiums. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you look at you know I couldn't agree more with Simon. You know, the, the Arsenal, you go there, and the mood is so unpleasant and on edge that's almost like the conditions are waiting for them to fail which is funny funny because 10 years ago they were one of you know sort of were, were fan base who just expected to win they expected people to roll over for them and they got upset if people tried against them now they're getting upset with their own team it is, it is and we'll, we'll talk a little while and we have a quick break and we'll come back and talk more about what Arsenal need or want to do and we I mean Simon and I discussed this a little bit yesterday on uh, on uh, Simon's final word show here on you know whether whether or not um, it's actually the wrong thing for boards to take into account um the the feelings of of the home supporters um because otherwise you're you're going to be flip flopping they always do don't they you, you can't ignore the noise that comes to from a point. the terraces. You, to you, a point. You, I mean, you, 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 they, they watch the team all the time. They have their but opinions. I think, I, They're I think there's an important well. thing that doesn't happen as often as it should do is the communication from the boardroom to the fans. Mm. If the boardroom communicates more coherently and more concisely, yes, it listens to the narrative. If you've got a toxic environment like Everton, there's only one direction that's going to go because that's gotten out of control. It's a wildfire. Whereas if Everton had come out and said, look, we are seeing things that potentially are not manifesting themselves on the pitch yet, we're going to back this guy dial it down because we're behind him and if you're an Everton supporter you should be behind him as well mm. now you're still going to get dissenting voices but you're going to marginalise some of it because you've made it clear from the board not the not the fateful chairman's support but a real message to the fans a proper one that communicates with them in, in moments of great urgency Sam Allardyce now old breadhead again and how he used to inspire his players at Blackburn hold on that should be uninspired let me just change that Uninspire his players at Blackburn. Gail Givre has revealed that you showed uh, the Blackburn players a few films as a motivational method before Blackburn took on Man United in a big Premier League match. Can you remember what they were? The no. Films? Gladiator and 300 oh, were right. the films. Yeah. Remember this? Is this true story for us? But the boys would always be in the TV, the analysis boys, and I would always sit them down and say, you've got to be creative, you know, because mm. they keep coming to you saying, what do you want, Gaffer? What do you got? And I say, well, you're in the job. What are you <laughs> going to create? Come and bring me something that I can have a look at and say, no, or yes to, like you mean. And that, they, they brought us a couple of these uh, clips that they, that they put together. They, sh- yeah. you know, would have hit the players and had a bit of a what was the bit of an effect on him. I can't remember. remember Alan, that long ago, Blackman. Now, what do you mean? So, can't remember what was happened two days ago. Me, you know, but, <laughs> so that is but true. Yeah, so it's true. I yeah. used a lot of that over yeah. many, many years at different clubs. Like you mean? So, okay, you know, it was, it was, it was a. 
Uh, it did, we didn't do it often. No. We just felt that sometimes at the right time it was a, it was a big uh, a big boost for the players. There's a great it? quote in here, Al, that says Gail Givet says we were all in the dressing room having watched Gladiator and 300 going yeah. ah. ah yeah. Said he was mimicking a soldier with a sword, really pumped up. But do you remember what happened in the game? Sam? We got beat. You got beat seven one. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the famous game out that Berbatov scored five. That's right, yeah. yeah. I remember that well. Yeah, yeah I remember. Pasc- so, do you think they were two I remember sides Pascal Chimbonda playing. Was that a day well, of the movie? Pascal Chimbonda didn't play that day. <laughs> uh, it was when the new owners had just taken over as well. Like, I mean, yeah. it wasn't too long after that. I got the. I got the call to to go and see uh, John Williams on a Sunday, and I said to Lynn, "I'm just going to empty my desk. You want one about?" I said, "Well, John wow. Williams never calls me in on a Sunday." So you knew. I said, so you I knew, knew then, yeah, then. I was getting, I was getting new owners didn't 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 fancy me, and um, and I moved on. But I think that uh, that, that you you plan your seasons out, uh, plan your times out as a manager, and you use some of the tools that uh, you, you don't talk about too much publicly, but. It's always interesting to see a player that remembers it. Mm. When the player remembers it, you know you had an effect on him. I mean, the biggest effect I had on, I think, the Blackburn Rovers players was taking them to Glen Eagles when uh, okay. when we were struggling. And we went and had a, a, a three, three, four days in Glen Eagles Beautiful. where playing golf, doing the off-roading, doing the clay pigeon shooting, oh, lovely. letting the lads free, and they came back and we beat... I think we beat Tottenham at home two one last minute. I went off to watch the Grand National after that and a great day, and then we we got out of trouble. Like I mean, mm. so there's many things and many tricks that I try that I put to the staff, and sometimes they frown and look at me and going, "What you think? What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> because it's, they are off the wall. I yeah. like a bit of off the wall stuff, you know, just to take them in a different direction, just make them think: is he is he good or is he mad? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Jim White, and this is TalkSport Daily. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now we can head over to drive time and Darren Goff was talking about England's first test defeat 
to New Zealand. There's a surprise. And Goffey was talking about his role as England's bowling consultant. I mean, I hope they've got a receipt. I'd ask my money back. I basically did it for free anyway, guys. Um, I lost a lot of money by going to New Zealand. I got a nice business class flight out of it, if you want to put that in. <laughs> Etihad looked after me wonderful. But I did it for free, if you want to compare the wages or what I do earn to what they were paying me to go out there. It's consultancy. I'm not the bowling coach. What they asked me to do was assess and watch and assess. You don't go straight in when you're a coach or a, um, a consultant and start changing things the first time you see a bowler. You watch. I've been watching them this test match from afar and I'm analysing and I'm assessing each bowler and where I think it can improve. And if I can get the message across to the coaches about their development moving forward, because the long-term goal, it's not a free tour to New Zealand, which it is. It's not part of the Test Championship. This is a free tour. It's about the development of players moving forward with the long-term goal, winning the Ashes in Australia, which would be remarkable if this team could do it. If you think where they're at at this moment in time, batting and bowling, it would be remarkable. But that is the long-term goal, and the development starts now. Archibald, miles too short, throughout the game. It's not, it shouldn't be used as someone who just runs in and bowls bumpers, bumpers, bumpers. I don't think that's Joe Root's issue. I think he's trying to get him to be more consistent in his lengths and his lines. It's just what he likes to bowl. He thinks he's not going to get hit for runs when he bowls short. A defensive tactic. Sam Curran, when it doesn't swing, thinks, I'm not going to pitch you up because I'm going to get driven for four. Stuart Broad, bowled back of a length within himself. Didn't look with any aggression when he bowled in this game. He bowled slower than I've seen him bowl for two years. He bowled 80 miles an hour. Stuart Broad bowled 88, 89 miles an hour in the summer against Australia. So is this a, a mental thing? I mean, you it must, is a you mental must have been thing. doing your nut watching it. Of course I've been doing my nut watching it because I've been trying to get across to the guys. Pitches are flat. Test cricket when you go away from home. It's been England's biggest problem for a few years. I think that's quite obvious to most people who love cricket and watch cricket. Me watching it from the outside. When England go abroad, we have collapses and our bowlers don't have a plan B. They don't know how to get wickets on certain types of pitches. And they've proved it all in this game. All of it. Now, this team is talented. It's not far away from getting it together. But you can't keep having collapses. You can't keep having bowlers almost saying, not giving up, but reverting to type. So is that a mental... With the bowlers, specifically? We'll get I think to the all of it. I think it's all a mental thing. Once they do it once and realise they can get 450, 500, which they've done very rarely over the past two and a half years, once they do it once and bowl an opposition out twice and win a game, we might see a different England team. But at the moment, I think it is a mental thing. It has become revert to type. Oh, he didn't get paid. There you go. The ECB aren't as stupid as I first thought they were. Right, back now to Big Sam and even bigger Alan. I suppose that should be. Back now to Big Sam and gigantic Alan, reacting to a paper story on Eddie Howe and Sean Dyche needing to win silverware to get big jobs. Mm, that just sounds wrong, doesn't it? 
Ian Lader in the verdict, writing about talking about managers, we're talking about managers as well. Let's speak about two that are doing very well uh, Eddie Howe and Sean Dyche. But yeah. just saying that Howe and Dyche need silverware before the big boys buy it. And talking oh, about come on, the jobs man. that they're both Ian, doing. What are you talking about? And it Ian? says, uh, if you want a job at a top club in England now, you need some trophies on well, your CV. I'll, I'll Sam, your face I'll, is a picture. Well, let me be brief last night when he wrote that he'd had too much absolutely with with Daichi and and how how do you win out and where the limited budgets they're on you know what I mean what they've done is John Daichi has got got Burnley into Europe So you're not, agree- more, you're not agreeing fuck, with this, Sam. What more would you want? I mean, I mean, I didn't write it. Honestly, I didn't write the piece. Ian, Ian's had a bad day there, by the way. Ian, if you're <laughs> Your listening, face is a picture, you had a t- Sam. I know. Wait till I see him. <laughs> last time Burnley were in Europe was there. There was a minor strike that they import the coal into Burnley. That's the last time they went to Europe. They have done remarkable, remarkable, jobs. Yeah. remarkable. Uh, I uh, just got this email in, actually. It says, uh, Andy, I'm currently listening to the Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast. Really enjoying it. Obviously, apart from the bit of Max Rushton standing in for Paul Hawksby. I mean, what's the point of that? Who's made that decision? Best not read that out. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, here we go. I just wonder when the best bits of the sports bar are coming up. There's no point in me listening to this podcast unless that's on it. Well, it's on now, so stop driving me mad. Uh, let's go to 409. Good work, Josh. Let's go to 409. Who's that? 409? Mm, I'm nervous about this, no, Jay. Me, yeah, me too. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I've just got, I've just got absolutely not from Rufus. Absolutely okay. not. All right, okay, fair enough. Uh, did one... that get dumped? Yeah, yeah. It did, did it? Didn't even go out. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. But I, I think... mean, I would have been happy to take it on. Just to let, <laughs> think... just to let you know. I think that's reference. for our new show, yeah. uh, the Sports Bar After Hours. That yeah. one, the lock-in. That <laughs> I would have be. been happy to take it on. No. Well, there you go. That's it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time to download it, etc., etc. A reminder that if you are one of maybe nine people that wants to hear live commentary of Reading against Leeds, that's on at 6pm. That's tonight, Tuesday, on Talk Sport 2. If you're the rest of the entire population of England and you want to hear proper football, well, then make sure you listen to Round the Grounds from 7pm, Spurs against Olympiacos Champions League. Danny Mills is at Manchester City against Shakhtar Donetsk. And there'll be championship updates. And more importantly, after all of that is finished, you can phone up on National Radio and have your say with me and old fat face over there in the corner from 10pm on that normal number 08717 I think that's the first time I've ever plugged the number in a TalkSport Daily podcast. I expect thousands of calls tonight. Anyway, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a lovely day, unless you're a horrible person, and I hope your day is volcanic. Anyway, enough about that. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.